0: Good evening! Welcome to Writer's Block on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Nation of Alberta Districts 5 and 6. On this episode, you'll hear from Lizzie Prue about her memoir, Breakthrough Not Down, with Kindness for Mental Health. After that, you'll hear from Sean Dixon about his novel, The Abduction of Seven Forgers. My name is Jenny Kwong, and let's get into it. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Reddit's Block on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary on Treaty 7 Lands and Métis Region 3. Today, I'm speaking with uh, Lizzie Pru about her new book, Breakthrough Not Down, with Kindness for Mental Health. So welcome, Lizzie.
1: Thanks for having me, Jen.
0: And so you're here with a new book. So tell me about the writing process for this book. Uh, Sorry, the, the, the which factors? The writing process.
1: The writing process. Well, the idea of Breakthrough Not Down came for me in 2016. And I wrote the outline for it. And... And any idea I came up with for it. And and I originally was listening to, you know, Under Pressure with Freddie Mercury. You know, you know the song. Under Pressure. You know that song?
0: Yes, I do.
1: Oh, good. Thank God your generation knows that song. Anywho, I'm like, I want to do an event. ...with this song, this big event, and I want to invite everyone, like, downtown, all everyone, the 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 people that are compromised downtown. Uh, I was going to invite Mayor Nenshi and have this big event, this Breakthrough Not Down event. So I thought about the event before I thought about the book. And then I'm like, well, I, I'm going to write a book called Breakthrough Not Down with Kindness for Mental Health. And so that was the idea. And I, for, you know, I wrote an outline. And then, um, then I went back to my writing of my memoir called Waiting for Winter. And then the pandemic hit. And then I had a breakthrough, not down, um, time of year, which was 2020, And within six months, I finished Waiting for Winter Memoir, published it, and promoted it for a year during the pandemic. And during that time, I revisited Breakthrough Not Down and uh, wrote more of that, uh, more in-depth, went into the outline of it, rearranged things. And then um, in the spring of... 2023, once again, I had a Breakthrough Not Down time of year, a month, and um, dove into Breakthrough Not Down and finished it within four months and uh, published it uh, just this week, um, picked it up at the presses yesterday, hot off the press, and uh, now I'm going to launch the bejesus out of it, and in, you know, in in, in line with the World Series, is uh, I'm going to launch this book right out of the park.
0: And so what have you discovered uh, writing this book?
1: What have I discovered?
0: Yes. Um, about
1: what in particular? Myself, uh, the world, about your, people about yourself, around me.
0: Yeah, about yourself <laughs> and, and I guess your journey uh, through mental health.
1: Well, I, I, the book has. I mean, I've, I'm I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm way older than you, and let's just say I'm middle aged. And I have struggled with mental health all of my life, most of my life since my early twenties. Uh, I was a professional figure skater for most of my life. I toured with Disney on Ice uh, as Daisy Duck, and. There, it was a lot of pressure. Um, being a high-performance athlete, especially figure skating, it's very—it's a judged sport. So you're judged all the time. Nothing is ever good enough, and you were pushed to the limit. And I was, and I, I trained in Southern Saskatchewan, where I was born. Uh, I left home when I was 13, which was very young. To a city, uh, you know, away from my my parents and my family, and uh, you know, my formative years were were away from home. You know, from thirteen to eighteen, uh, I trained in Toronto, um, you know, and competed in Western Canadians, Canada Winter Games, and it was. I don't regret it. It was amazing, but there was a price to pay for that. And the price to pay was, you know, I'm not going to give it all away, but because uh, some people have not read Waiting for Winter. And, you know, in, the, in Breakthrough Not Down, there, there is some tidbits, um, some, some little uh, stories about my life and relating to the book Breakthrough Not Down. So long story short is how do I feel about writing this book? <laughs> I feel uh, like it's a huge, huge accomplishment, and that it is um, pivotal in um, my journey, it, my mental health journey, which involved mental illness, which involved depression, which involved uh, suicidal tendencies. You know, you name, it, hooked on sleeping pills. You name it, I've been through it. Um, now uh, I am in tune, completely in tune, completely happy and joyous, even joyous in my life um, through, you know, the process of going through what I went through, uh, writing a memoir, l- going through the pandemic uh, and trying to promote a book through the pandemic and, um, and then finishing this book uh, is huge, huge for me. And I mean, ultimately, I of course wrote it for myself because I loved it. I loved, I love writing. I love sharing, sharing uh, my ideas and creativity and knowledge. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I. I believe that this book is going to help a lot of people, adults of all ages, um, men and women, um, and what, what I wanted to do with this book was just to go opposite of psychology and not to ditch psychology, because I've taken a lot I've had therapists I've done workshops I've done everything but what I found with psychology is that can be very black and white and gray and dull and intimidating for people and so what I did with this book is I distilled um, everything things that I thought were important in in breaking through in mental health, in your mind, in taking care of your mind, in your body, uh, what's important in therapy, why is self-care so important, why is um, it, an emotional breakthrough so important in our lives, and is it, it is okay to break down, but some, you don't have to, but it, you can, and sometimes it'll plummet you into the right direction. So, um, Jen, does that answer your question?
0: Yes, it does. And I guess (laughs) with the heart of the presses and your uh, event, Uh, how do you see... uh, I guess you already answered it, but how do you see uh, the public uh, reacting to this book? Um,
1: Like, I think this is going to, like I say, launch right out of the park. Um, It is... I mean, once I uh, once I celebrate the success on Friday with the launch, um, I go right into promoting the book, um, which which means uh, connecting with um, uh, you know. Me- Canadian Mental Health Association, c- connecting with non-for-profits, connecting with schools, connecting with universities, like just finding ways to um, partner with this book uh, through non-for-profit and for- for-profit and a- agencies as well. But um, so where do I see this going? Um you know, my plan is to sell a thousand books in three months, and, and I can do it. Uh, I do all, do everything myself. Uh, fiercely independent indie author, <laughs> and uh, I, um, you know, I'm going to knock it out of the park with Amazon. That's a whole other can of worms in itself. But Amazon is one thing, and yes, off books. We depend on it. However, um, getting to the grassroots, going out into the community, talking about the book, telling my story, um, trying to be inspirational, um, just to get the word out. And, you know, mental health is trending, you know, in the last year or two, and especially after the pandemic. And for the love of God, so it should be. And so it should be, and we should continue to talk about it uh, for people of all ages, and um, people need to to be open to their stories, what they've been through, what works. And I I think Breakthrough Not Down is the platform for um, people to not only read the book, but it's an interactive book. So there's color illustrations. There's a place for you to write and draw. There's um, a place for you to really think about what what's in your self-care package or uh, what kind of emotional breakthrough did you go through in the last year. Or there's just questions and answers, questions and answers, and, a, and it's very interactive. Um, it's just a, I, I know I'm biased, but it's just a, Beautiful book. It's a lovely book. It's a hundred pages full of uh, of good stuff, and I really, you know, I really hope that um, people love it as much as I do, um, and keep it by their side, and go to it every now and again uh, when they need to, and revisit it. And for me, the books that I loved, I went back to. You know, every year or every few years, or e- even in ten years, I still go back to some of the same same books on on health, mental health, whatever, philosophy, whatever it is that I'm into. Um, so um, you know, and I thank you, Jen and CGSW for um, giving me the opportunity to tell you um, about my my um, my story you know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot more to be said, and, uh, but, you know, <laughs> breakthrough not down. Like, let's start a breakthrough movement um, that isn't religious. <laughs> it's about mental health, um, and, yeah, let's, uh, you know, let's just yell out breakthrough <laughs> really loud and um, and continue that conversation.
0: Thank you, uh, Lizzie, for your time today. I guess, This is the end of the interview. Uh, Thanks for your time. Any last words?
1: Any last words? Mm, Well, um, I hope, you know, I'm watching, I'm a a big World Series and baseball fan. (laughs) And I use a lot of metaphors about launching out of the park and stepping up to the plate and going back to your home base. So uh, who knows? I I mean, too bad the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs, but oh well. There's the Flames. Uh, We have the Flames, and there's hope. Uh, So there's hope in sports. There's hope in life.
0: Hi, this is Jenny, and that was my interview with Lizzie Pru about her memoir, Breakthrough Not Down, with kindness for mental health. Next, I have an interview with Sean Dixon. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for Writer's Block on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. So today, I'm speaking with Sean Dixon about his new book, The Abduction of Seven Forgers. So welcome, Sean.
2: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: And so what is the book about?
2: (laughs) Um, uh, The the book is about... um... Uh, a a young woman who's an art forger who uh accepts an um a kind of a dubious invitation to come to a house in in um London England, uh, with the idea that she's going to receive some kind of a, an award, and it's somewhat absurd because she knows she hasn't done anything worthy of an award, but she's excited anyway, and when she arrives, uh, she discovers that she's part of an a international cohort uh, of, 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 of uh, visual artists who are all forgers, and they've been kidnapped by um, a disgruntled collector who has uh, made, purchased one too many forgeries in his life, and he's now seeking a little bit of revenge.
0: And so where, is, where does your interest in the world of art come from?
2: Oh, uh it was all for me um it was always something that I wanted to pursue in the, rather than it was it was something that pulled me it was it was either uh, you know when I was in high school um the thing that I took most seriously in my life was visual art um, I was afraid to uh, use colored paints because they were expensive and so i I cultivated an, an, a, a capacity to draw with pencils and and it was it was something that I loved uh to do um but i also i i got drawn into the world of of uh theater and and uh from theater i came to came to writing and recently i i started to think back on on uh imagining what my life might have been like had i been a visual artist i suppose
0: and so what made you pursue theater as your main uh artistic practice i uh, i'm sorry what made you pursue theater as your artistic practice? oh
2: I see you know it just happens like it's it, it's uh with with theater you you kind of get drawn into a production and you kind of fall in love with the people around you and um and you kind of get pulled into it and it's it's uh it 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 becomes it's the commun- a community effort is one of the things that uh, that people get drawn into theater um for and and uh, it's the thing that keeps them there, and and it's 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 what uh, it it's the thing that 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 one loves about it about theater. It's it's this kind of communal effort.
0: And uh, does work in the theater help you to create uh, characters that uh, draw in the reader, the different characters you have in the book? Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, you're breaking up.
0: Uh. Does uh being in theater help you to create dialogue and the characters oh, you have yes, in the book?
2: Oh yes, Yes, yeah. it does. Um I um yes, I started writing plays before I, I wrote novels and I, and I I think I do a lot of my character exploration through um through the writing dialogue. Yeah, it's it's fun to do for sure.
0: And so I guess uh tell me about uh the different uh aspects of art making and I guess uh thinking uh philosophically as well as practically about making art as uh the the different characters uh talk about in the book. Yeah.
2: Hold on, I'm just going to move. I'm going to try and get to to a higher um closer to my cuz I cause I'm I'm in the basement right now. Just a sec. I think you're asking me about the characters and what they um
0: What they, where they come from in terms of? Oh, sorry,
2: I walked out of my house. Um, uh, I, th- I'm, I was in my basement where I think that the signal wasn't very good and so I think it's better now. I'm sorry to put a blip in that. But could you ask that question again?
0: Um, I guess uh, the Amira characters you create for the book that are trapped in this house and they have to create art for the uh, kidnapper. Yes. And so tell me about the different uh, areas or explorations in art that you go through.
2: Um I uh yeah, I I decided to um sort of explore the different uh, sorry. Um, many sort of uh, aspects of art that I that I loved. I sort of collected them. And so um and I decided I wanted to sort of base different characters on some of those different aspects of some of those different kind of works that um, artists did so uh, there's somebody in there who um, does gouaches in the style of Charlotte Solomon who was um, a young woman who wrote uh, graphic novel created sort of graphic novel style art in the lead up like during the the, the period of the Holocaust and um, there's a woman who does environmental art uh, and uh, she she uh, she as part of her practice she um, let, um she she, uh, she she adopts the names of of current artists because she wants to be provocative, and so she uses forgery as part of her practice. Um, there's another artist who is uh, he's actually not an artist at all. He's an alchemist uh, from the city of Prague in the Czech Republic, sort of following a long tradition of conjuring angels and devils, and and he uh, is. His practice is contained in there as well. I've always I've always loved the history of alchemy in Prague. I got I got married there, and uh, and um, there's a there was a, a a Spanish artist in the play in the novel who uh, uh, gets caught forging the work of a Spanish play very playful Spanish cartoonist named Javier Mariscal. That I think may have inspired the whole work because uh, he he had a he he created a book called um i think it's called art is life and uh it, it it's uh, he he paints these very colorful pictures of of um, the life around him in in uh, barcelona and and uh, his work often got sort of picked up as being for to be new yorker covers and um uh, and uh, the, the the sort of the, the life and vibrancy of that book is, is the thing that inspired me to uh, I think to, the, to to start this this kind of comedy writing myself.
0: And I guess art making it sometimes tends to be a lonely affair, and so with uh, bringing a community of artists together. Uh, what? How does that uh, impact uh, the way the main country... I, I'm
2: I'm so, I'm so sorry. I I somehow you you keep breaking up. I only a little hear a little kind of bits and syllables from you.
0: It's probably uh, because it's the landline and the technology's changed a bit. But yeah. Uh,
2: you mean that I have a landline here? I'm going to try a different. Fo- I'm going to just switch to a different phone right now. Just a sec. Yes. Hello.
0: Hi. And so is that better?
2: It is a little better, yeah okay,
0: yeah. and so uh just thinking that um art making sometimes it tends to be a lonely endeavor, and so you bring this cast of characters together in a community yes. of sorts, and so how does the art um for the public differ from art for in, in the private sphere as some of the as some of the discussions go in the book, yeah.
2: uh, Well, I think uh, they—the characters. You mean, sort of, how does it, um, how does their practice change because they sort of have to collaborate? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think because they all, most of them being art forgers, they're they're involved in this practice of something that they love, but they've been they've been using it to make money, and uh, they're they're very kind of, they're all quite skilled. At what they do, there's a there's a miniaturist, there's a calligrapher, um, um, and they, uh, but their their practice has always been, you know, in in the realm of behind behind another maker, and they uh, and I I think in the this story, they are challenged to find some kind of heart behind what they're doing in the sense of of giving it. um, They have to, I think, they're forced to confront the question of why it is that they do what they do and uh what they're doing it for and who they're doing it for in the if in the case if it's not if it's got nothing to do with with uh, making a living i think
0: and so uh i guess that's the, um, i guess the discussion that's throughout the book and i guess what was your writing process for this book like uh,
2: it was, it was, uh, um, I, I started, I came up with the premise maybe um, ten, 10, years ago. And I, re- I, kind of wrote the opening gambit, like pretty much up until the, the sort of the, the explosion of the window and the dramatic entrance of the, of the, the art collector. And, uh, and then I had a, I had a child, my, my, my wife and I had a child, adopted a, a, a child and we, uh, and sort of I put it away for a while. And, uh, the, but, but the other problem was I had this idea, but I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what it was at the core of what my principal, um, the, my kidnapper, I didn't know what he wanted yet. And I, I knew there was something, there was an answer, but I, I, uh, well, I took a leap of faith and decided to start to developing it before I knew what he was after. Um, and so I took a long break and during that time, I, I, I started to explore ideas about what he might be after. And then, um, and then, uh, in 2020, in the, in January of 2020, I knew that come spring, I was supposed to start rehearsals for a play in Toronto that I'd written and, uh, uh, I had I didn't have a project to work on, and I didn't want to start working on a new play because it wasn't enough time. Because I was I was going to be starting rehearsals for this this major play that I was very excited about in March of 2020, and so I pulled out this manuscript and I thought, okay, I'm just going to start working on this book. Uh, I'm going to work on this novel uh, and see how far I get until rehearsals begin. And then I'll lay it aside again for as long as it takes and, and see if I can pick it up again sometime. And so I did that. I worked on it for a couple of months and then COVID happened. Um, and my rehearsals, COVID started, the, the sort of lockdown for COVID started about a week before rehearsals were meant to begin. And, um, that was sort of difficult and harrowing. But on the other hand, I actually had a project that I was, uh, Suddenly, able to continue with, and I was sort of um, excited about that, and so I was able to kind of carry on, and and it, it turned into a COVID project for me, which was a it was a lovely thing to do. Because it was this, the sense of it was a, a comedy, and one of my sort of the major limitations that I placed upon myself is that it was that every aspect of it, there had, the, all the kind of aesthetics of it, all the sort of art in it, and all the the illusions and the storytelling illusions um, in it had to be from things that I just that I had always loved, and so I I was able to kind of steep myself into this kind of world of uh, imagery and storytelling that I loved, uh, and that kind of carried me through this kind of difficult difficult and dark time.
0: Okay, and I guess uh, this uh, is at the end of the interview. Um, I guess uh, this has been an interesting read for me, uh, thinking about the different art forms that is explored in the book, as well as um, seeing... Uh, a slice of life of some of the art world that uh, these Ye- artists come from. Yeah.
2: Yes, thank you. Okay. Yes, thank you Thank you for that.
0: Okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, Sean Dixon, for your time today.
2: Th- yes, thank you. Thank you so much, I'm, and I'm sorry about the difficulties I had.
0: Hi, this is Jenny Kwong. You've been listening to Redis Block on CJSW 9.9 FM in Kaui. In this episode, you heard from Lizzie Prue about her memoir, Breakthrough not Down, about mental health and figure skating. After that, you heard from Sean Dixon about his novel, The Abduction of Seven Forgers. For more information, visit wwwcjswcom slash Thanks for listening. Tune in for a new episode next month.